How long did it take you to bake that, Adam? I'm thinking weeks. That's got to be something from like your childhood. That's some Kanye West level fucking shit. Because right <laughs> Adam's life is dope and he does dope shit. And I do dope shit. Click. Click. So let's yeah. go ahead and start with the Reddit thing, man. That's, uh, I, I don't, again, I don't know how many of our listeners, both of them, are even familiar with Reddit. Um, again, I'm a nerd and. So it's always shocking to me that people don't know what Reddit is. Um, I use it to get a lot of information. Not that I believe everything on Reddit, but it has led me to research things. I know that's fucking weird that a person would actually, you know, dig up facts about something he's interested in. But it, it appears from this picture that you sent, Adam, that <laughs> someone has decided to hack um, these subreddits. The one we're looking at right now is... Um, the Great British Bake Off, r slash Great British Bake Off. And it is basically just um, graphical vomit of Trump. Um, I don't mean that in, you know, that you know, like that I hate Trump and he's vomit. I'm just saying if you saw this page, this is fucking awful. Um, they just changed we'll, every asset on the page to be a Make America Great Again banner. Basically, we'll uh, we'll post it on our, on our Facebook page for people's viewing pleasure because that's awesome. And uh, we were just discussing before starting this off that, but you know, what is the point of, of doing that other than triggering people and being an asshole, right? Um, because you're not, you're not going to persuade me. Like we were saying, wow, we were all going to vote for Biden until we fucking saw that. And well, that's just a thing of goddamn beauty. I didn't realize they could hack a subreddit. Now, I guess I will vote. We see Trump. the power. We see the sheer goddamn intelligence and, and might of Trump. The wind party. whispering through the trees. <laughs> and as a disclaimer, I have no intentions of voting for Biden. Um, I will probably vote for Joe Jorgensen. Um, she's the Libertarian Party candidate. I'm not saying she's going to win or that I agree with all of her shit, but I refuse to be forced into the um, mockery that is the fucking choice system of <laughs> giant douche and turd sandwich. Thank you, Trey Parker and Matt Stone for that. Well, you know, on a related story, she may actually wind up being Batman. Batman. Yeah. Uh, if you've been following her closely, uh, there was a couple of days ago where she was supposed to have some sort of event. And shortly before the event, she was bit by a bat and they started her on her first series of rabies Baby, shots. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, you, you know, on Twitter, somebody reached out and said, hey, you're supposed to be bitten by a radioactive spider. Are you going to be Batman? And then she tweeted back, I am not Batman. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what Batman would say, though. Right. Totally not Batman. She's got a, uh, she's got a pretty fun sense of humor, actually. Um, I think her one of the problems with the Libertarian Party is they're really not quite sure what they are, and they have a bad habit. Like, she had tweeted that she was going to like abolish the ATF and stuff. And while I'm not a fan of the ATF, um, you're not going to sway your moderates with things like I'm going to go in and abolish um, a government entity that people are under the impression keeps us safer. Right. And I don't believe the ATF does. I think it's a money suck. I think it's a tax tax money suck. 
and I think they cause more problems than they than they could ever possibly fix. Um, but as, as such, it it just scares people, and that's that's not how you're going to do it. Well, some of the regulations uh, get kind of weird, like if you can buy a shotgun with a barrel that's two inches long, but if you take your long shotgun that you've got and you cut that one down, that one's illegal. Shit like that is kind of goofy. Uh, but the ATF, uh, they the, the, the records-keeping system that has been put in place where a lot of places can only keep paper copies and then eventually they put the stuff on microfiche. And if they want to go back and research anything about a gun store or, you know, when a gun was purchased, blah, 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 it, it, it takes a long time. But uh, make no mistake about it, uh, gun dealers are in severe fear of the ATF because occasionally they'll come through and look through their records. And if, uh, you know, every transaction is supposed to have this paper receipt, well, if they lose one of those paper receipts, they can get in deep, 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 deep shit. But by the same token, the ATF is the motherfuckers that keeps uh, people from running out and buying goddamn grenade launchers. So, yeah, so they say. Except uh, for the sheriff's department, they can buy grenade launchers. Yeah, they can buy yes. grenade launchers. Um, that's there was a um, there was a show I used to watch years ago, like Sons of Guns or something like that, or maybe that was the name of the. Yeah, I think that was the name of the show. It was a neat show. Um, yeah, he was a child molester. It was great. Yeah, there they there was a lot <laughs> on with that. Right, one of them being that I think they did they did get um, audited, and they could not. Uh, account for quite a few um, heavy caliber weapons, right? <laughs> yeah. That's why, you know, and there, there is a, I'm a Second Amendment fan, supporter, whatever, and, and I, I'm not sure how I, f- I don't really feel like there should be a, uh, a concealed carry permit. I think you should just be allowed to conceal carry. Um, I don't have a problem with background checks. I don't have a. I don't really have that big of a problem with a with a registry of who owns guns, um, because of the fact that if it's done, you know, correctly, the idea that you know I love these guys that come out and they say you know they're going to come take our guns and and uh, you know and all this stuff. If you are if you are stockpiling weaponry and ammunition in some belief that you're going to fight a federal government with a military. And yeah, I know Vietnam and and a lot of these other little resistance groups have done just that, but you're talking tanks and we we weren't weren't talking the modern U S military then. No, and even well, I was thinking Vietnam, right? But the the difference with Vietnam is that they they ran into guerrilla warfare, which is something that the U.S. had never fucking dealt with. You look at like Iraq and stuff now, and we have we, we've changed the way that we do things, um, and even that's a little different because it's urban warfare, which is again not something that the U.S. has done a lot of. You know, there were battlefronts and there were kind of like rules of warfare, and then we got into Vietnam and they kind of changed the script on it a little bit. 
How do they bring animals into fight? That's so weird. Animals into fight? I can tell by the grin on your fucking face that this is going, that that there's a punchline, so just get it out. Yeah, go ahead. Come on. Spit it out. I'm just trying to wrap my head around how you would bring gorillas in to fight for you. That's gorilla warfare. Lots of bananas, Adam. Lots of fucking bananas. I expect so fucking much more from you. I (laughs) know hard ass comments, but that was weak as fuck. You're welcome. You're welcome. Come with it or get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that that was a fucking air ball. (laughs) Air ball. Air ball. Hey, Adam, give yourself crickets. Come on. Do it. There we go. Pay a lot of money for those crickets. We need to use them more often. Um, so yeah, I, I won't. I won't vote for. I won't vote for Biden or fucking Trump because I think they're both fucking useless. But the idea of hacking the Bake Off, British Bake Off of all fucking things. Well, they got R slash science. They got some of like the really popular ones too, which was really funny. Well, we know that if there's one thing that Trump supporters hate, it's fucking science and, and logic. Hell yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah, they got r slash uh, logic and reasoning as well. <laughs> oh, did we trigger the Trump fans? Good. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, and again, the, the funny thing is, I, mean, it, I was out with some folks the other day that were obviously Trump supporters. And um, again, I, I bite my tongue because I'm not looking for a fucking fight because I'm not going to convince them of anything any more than they're going to convince me of anything. So what's the fucking point? But um, if you beat the fuck out of them, then they'll agree with you. They'll agree That's with you. They, yes. That's the bully logic. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, but it's funny whenever I say anything anti-Trump that immediately, oh, you want fucking Biden in office? You fucking Biden? And it just it, it reiterates that people really only believe in this this illusion of choice of a two party system. It's like, folks, there are other parties and I'm not saying they're any better or worse. Give one of them a shot. Start your own fucking do something better. I have I have voted Republican. I have voted Democrat. I have voted Libertarian. Um, I don't get wrapped up in one or the other. But it is funny, that dichotomy that you can't you can't say something good or bad about either one without someone assuming that then they know exactly where your, your mind's at. Right. Well, you know, if the current Republican party keeps the mentality that they've got right now, they're going to walk themselves off a cliff and go the way of the wigs. I don't know. Uh, There's a lot of goddamn stupid people out there. uh, Here, here's the thing about it. The, you know the the you know the moderates have been paying attention for a long time and you've got the fringe on either end and you got a lot of people like me who are totally unaffiliated and the news cycle for like the last oh god basically ever since obama got elected the first time i mean there was some there was some fuckery going on before that but it has reached epic heights with uh, the Tea Party movements, uh, some of the larger Republican donors, uh, and they've come in and they've denied any kind of scientific anything that you could fucking throw at them. Um, and it's just the the abandonment of logic and the willful tearing down 
of uh, American democracy as it was designed to be is just fascinating. Uh, you can look at the Red Map Project. I encourage anybody to look that up. Uh, the Red Map Project was designed to redistrict the entire United States in such a fashion that it would be virtually impossible to get rid of the unit to uh, get rid of uh, certain Republican representatives so they could then turn around and have a great inf greater influence over the judiciary and the whole nine yards. And uh, then a lot of the voting laws that came out behind the red map project were designed to disenfranchise and eliminate minority voters with surgical precision. Oh, the gerrymandering. If you look at the, if you look at the way that the um, maps are, are cut up, like you said, right. <laughs> you know, they've put these impoverished areas in one area and, you know, and et cetera. And it's like, and they worked very hard to include those areas. And what they do is they draw it in such a fashion that it's like 75% public and Republican and 25% Democrat. So basically no matter what they do, uh, that you still wind up with whoever is the Republican nominee out of that particular section coming out. And uh, not only that, the purges of voter rolls, uh, voter identification laws, the whole nine were designed uh, a closing of polling stations in minority districts. Uh, all of this was designed for the people to have no choice. And over the course of the last 12 years, that's exactly what they've acted like. This is our shit. Suck it. Uh, <laughs> and it doesn't matter what the rules are, what the laws are. Right, uh, they, they, they do whatever's convenient for them at the time. Right. And that's exactly the, that's exactly why we, you know, the, the, the Boston Tea Party and the whole, the revolution and everything else was born of very similar, you know, lineage, right? Maybe not exactly, but they have, they have perverted the political systems to the point that it's, I think it's a joke. I mean, I really do. Um, What's funny to me, and I'm going to kind of shift things here a little bit. What's funny to me, though, <clears throat> is that with all the division and all of the, um, uh, you know, two sides not being able to agree on anything, there is one thing that I think that both Republicans and Democrats strongly agree on, no matter, you know, no matter what side of the aisle that you're on. And that is that Epstein did not kill himself. Right. And the reason I bring that up is because with all these flight logs and all of this shit coming out, I told you I was going to switch things up a little bit here, um, is that there is there is rampant child fucking pedophilia molestation and all this shit going on in the world. And I I cannot wrap my fucking head around it like I don't understand in any way, shape, or form, how anyone can find a child sexually attractive. I'm 
fucking baffled by that, you know, psychology and sociology. At one time, I actually wanted to go to college for psychology and sociology because um, they say that the more fucked up you are, the more interested you are in that shit. Um, and I didn't go because everybody I know with a degree in psychology is like a fucking manager at Target. No offense. You've got a job good for you. But um, it's just one of those things that, you know, like gender studies. I've got a buddy that's telling me he's got a niece or something in gender studies. I'm like, what the fuck are you going to do with that degree? But whatever. It's your life. Do what you want to do. Um, ask if you want fries with that. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about it. But so and, and pedophilia is one of those things. I remember reading that psychiatrists and, and people who study that kind of stuff have never been able to figure out where it comes from. Like they can't find a root for it. Of course they say like, if you were molested as a child, you're more likely to become a child molester. Um, there's a statistic out there. I'll find it somewhere. Um, and, and that kind of, again, it's, it's still kind of an odd thing. Um, but, or that you'll have some sexual perversions or something. Um, again, I'm, I'm not a psychiatrist, so I don't want to speak to that, but, um, there's, uh, people understand why, why, why serial killers do what they do, right? They, they can get into their fucking heads. And I mean, there's documentaries on it and what triggers this shit, but they've never been able to really understand what triggers pedophilia. And, but there's, like I said, if you talk to anybody, it doesn't matter what your fucking religion is. Um, it doesn't matter who you're associated with, unless I guess maybe you're a member of NAMBLA. Um, look that one up. That's kind of fucking gross. N-A-N-B-L-A. What is it? National Association of Man-Boy Love or National of America or something. Man-Boy Love. Yeah, I said yeah. Um, So there are some folks out there that support it, but they, of course, are all people that get into that. But we've got this, we've got this ring of pedophilia right fucking in front of us now with Epstein and Clinton has been uh, uh, supposedly involved with it. And now here's what I will say. I don't believe that everybody, I know right now the big thing that is Tom Hanks because Tom Hanks was apparently on an Epstein flight log. I don't know how many, I don't know that anybody really knows how many or if any of that shit's even real, but, and then he applied to be a citizen of Greece. And I was having a discussion the other day with some folks and, you know, they're like fucking Hanks is a, is a kid diddler and all this shit. Again, I don't know if he is or he is, and I'm not trying to pass judgment, but I, I don't think the two are correlative. I think that to become a citizen of another country takes a little bit of time and energy. I'd like to see when he started the process. If he started it like two days after the fucking uh, Epstein logs came out. Okay. That looks bad for him. Right. Um, but I do believe too, like his wife, Rita is like, she's of Greek heritage and like her family's in Greece. Again, I haven't really dug into it, but, um, I don't believe that everybody whose name is on that log is necessarily a pedophile because on the surface, Epstein was, appeared to be a philanthropist and had a lot of money or did a lot of things for charities and stuff. Right. Because that's typically what motherfuckers like that do. They get that public persona out there to where people go, oh, no, there's no way that, that he could be involved in this. So I think being on one of his planes isn't necessarily a, an admission of guilt. I'd like to see a few things. Like I'd like to know how many times were you on his fucking plane? If you were on his plane and went to his island, the island is kind of damning in and of itself. If you well, were, even that, not necessarily. Let's, let's put your – don't know what happened when you were there. 
Okay, let's put your now. I can't make you put yourself in the mind of a child molester, but let's put you in a situation where you like to do something that's frowned on by society. It's a crime, and you could get locked up for twenty years for it. Using Uh, logic. Okay, cool. Got it. All right. So Mm -hmm. now. If you're going to incriminate yourself, and you know like I do, the roots of any good conspiracy are the more people that you have involved in this conspiracy and the more people that have to keep silent about something, that the more likely it is to fall apart. So I don't even necessarily think going to the island damns you. What I would do is take a very close look at who he associated himself with often because, you know, the, the, those type of predatory behaviors, if you can get a group of people together who compare notes or whatever else on any forum, I believe that he more than likely had an inner circle. Sure. And I would be shocked. I, I would be absolutely blown away if it was more than a dozen people, but I would really like to know the fuck who those dozen people were. Well, cause you're, right. the, more you're, the more you're around somebody, the more likely you're going to know, like I can drop hints and see where you go with it. It's and, like if you smoke crack and you're trying to see if someone that you're with wants to smoke crack with you. <laughs> exactly. You're going to drop some hints, and but like, you're not just going to pull a fucking crack pipe out and be like, yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. And that's, that's probably the best simplified version that, that you could use is that you're going to drop little hints and see what the other guy says. And then kind of it, it culminates into something. And to Doug's point, right. One of the reasons that I don't believe a lot of conspiracies, I'm not saying there ain't some black op shit going on out there that we don't know about. It's complete Tom fuckery, but uh, it's pronounced Hanks. <laughs> that was good. Okay. So I don't, I, I firmly believe there's shit going on out there that we don't know about and that, that's deep and dark and, you know, really creepy. But um, I think that, like Doug said, I can't get, the three of us have had a hard time, you know, we couldn't decide on Mexican or fucking you know, the other day when we went to Micro Center, we couldn't decide what we wanted to do for fucking lunch. I can't get three people to decide what the fuck they want to do for lunch. And you're telling me that several hundred people have created some kind of, uh, you know, mass conspiracy, uh, you know, to the to this global level. And I just don't believe it. I absolutely I think- believe that Epstein was doing shady shit. And I absolutely believe that there were politicians and some very high level folks involved and that's fucked up. Um, but it just fucks with me that it's right out in the open. It's right out in front of our faces now, but we're too busy deciding again, douche your fucking turd sandwich, right? That's, that's what we're fucking worried about right now. I think it takes, it takes a certain type of person to want to be a really wealthy politician or a philanthropist or whatever. And that person is a fucking sociopath. And those people tend to be fucking child molesters. So you end up running into people with similar interests if you just happen to have a fucking shitload of money. Yep. And you just roll around with enough people. George Carlin made that comment about, uh, you know, the illusion of choice and everything. And he says that 
these people don't need secret handshakes and Illuminati, the robes and all that. What, I use the term Illuminati because it's convenient for me. I don't mean the people that wear robes and do candlelight fucking seances. It's really along the lines of what Carlin said, where all of these people go to the same schools, they go to the same country clubs, they, they, they have that inner circle, right? Yeah. They're all in that inner circle. They don't need all of this fancy symbolism uh, to perpetuate their nonsense. It just is. And that reminds me of a um, something, speaking of Reddit, that I saw the other day about people were freaking out because one of these COVID medical vans or something um, that the emblem on the side of the van was Anubis, who is the god of death uh, in, in Egyptian culture. Um, so I went and looked. The company is the, that owns these vans is called Aardvark. The fucking symbol is clearly a simplified Aardvark. <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, it's not because everything's a conspiracy. And that, and that was. And I want to feel smart. Okay, I want to <laughs> feel smart for once. Okay, so I know something no one else knows. That's Anubis. Yes, it was. And one of the people even said one of the comments said, "You know, how? Why do they keep using these symbols? You would, you would think that that they know they're going to get caught if they use it." And that's my point, right? Why in the fuck would they? In the movies, they do, right? In the movies, there's always some kind of, you know, Hail Hydra, you know, kind of fucking thing going on, right? Yeah, but, but on the like, outside of the van, they'll have like Mary's flower shop. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And you walk in, you say Hail Hydra, and they take you back to the Anubis den. And it just, it kills me because, again, these people are smart. They're not going to, they're not going to flaunt it like that. And to your point, Adam, it's funny, I was, some stuff that happened yesterday had me thinking I was walking the dog and uh, in my mind, I was thinking about as opposed to in my toe thinking about um, the idea that when, whenever I've met anybody, who I, I would say it's in his ass, but that's just most me. Of the time, that's where my thoughts are coming from. Yeah. Right out of my ass. I was thinking about the fact that people that I know that are, that are wealthy, right? Like, really wealthy. And I don't know, I don't personally know a lot of those people, but I have known a few in my time tend to be kind of fucked up. Like you said, sociopaths, they're there. They'll do anything they have to, to fuck over people to make that dollar. Right. That's all that matters. Yeah. It's all about them. Now I know some people that are moderately wealthy, like some, some folks that own construction companies and things that are very, very hard workers that right. are comfortable, but not wealthy. And then you, you talk to them and they tend to be really good people. And then I know yeah. poor folk that are just the nicest, like the, part of their problem sometimes is the fact that they'll just do anything for anybody and they're completely selfless. Yeah. And it's, it's just interesting. And, and I'm not saying that all wealthy people are psychotic and I'm not saying all poor people are. are, are no, not. but the Venn diagram is basically a picture of a fucking circle. <laughs> <laughs> what, you know, the thing is, is diagram by the way. You, you look at a lot of people that uh, reach a, a different level of success in uh, different professions, and it's like when you've got musicians at the top of their game, uh, you might have to worry about that person committing suicide uh, because they have a lot of internal 
angst and feelings that they really don't know how to deal very well with. And it comes out through their art and they, they do it beautifully. You have CEOs that are psychopaths and we've discussed this before and they tend to rise to the top because they don't care. Uh, so, you know, the, when you're talking about the super wealthy and not someone that's super wealthy that inherited something, but someone that ground up, built something and became uh, a, 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 a multi, multi-billionaire, uh, there's, there are going to be certain personality types that accomplish that a lot better than everyone else because a lot of the other noise that's in their brain is shut off and that's what they're singularly focused on. Just like you got autistic people that are, you know, uh, that are great on technical things, uh, don't have a lot of social skills. You got other forms of autism like uh, Williams syndrome where they can't remember shit about fuck except for anything about people and they tend to fall in love with practically anyone that they meet that's a semi-nice person. Just It's just shit like that. Different personalities get to different places. Yeah, I would agree with that. And that's, you know, I've couple of the people I was hanging with yesterday, they were all business owners and stuff and listening to them talk. And I, I think that there's a, a certain almost arrogance that comes with starting your own business. And not that that's, I won't even say it's a bad thing because in, in what I consider arrogance, understand I am not a very confident person. So what I see as arrogance a lot of times is really just confidence, right? I have a hard time separating arrogance and confidence when I'm, when I'm dealing with people. And I think you have to be confident because the few times I've tried to branch out and do anything, I second guess myself into fucking oblivion. And you, you're, you're never going to be personally successful um, if you do that to yourself, right? Um, there, there's a few things that I've tried to do. But I fully agree with that. And, and again, you get to the CEO level and these motherfuckers are making millions upon millions upon hundreds of millions a year. And it's like, what, what do you do after you reach a certain point? Like if you dropped a hundred million dollars in my lap right now, um, I would be oddly conservative with it. I think because I've, I've, I've had to work very hard for my money and, and my things up till now. So the idea of buying some $50 million mansion and shit, I'm like, first of all, I don't need 4,000 square fucking feet. I'm also an introvert. So the idea of you know, a lot of people are like, I'm going to buy this 4,000 square foot fucking house and have parties all the time. Ew, ew, people in my home, fuck off. Yeah, um, but you can flex on everybody, dude. Yeah, like and see, and, and you know what? That is the point. That is the arrow straight to the center of the fucking heart. It's about flexing. When you get into you the gotta flex, you got to show them like, look, look what I did. Right? You ain't got this. And what's you ain't got this that? shit, bro. Fuck you. Come eat my food at my house. You <laughs> suck. <laughs> Flexing, is that the new word for peacocking? Same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. A dick measuring contest. Yeah, exactly. And that's people that I know that that are that tend to be kind of that aggressive wealthy. Like they are like that. You know, yeah. it's it's about look at this thing I have. I have this BMW. I have this, and I get it. That's a measure of success. But then I talk to you and I look and I, I realize your marriage is a fucking scam. Your children fucking hate you. Yeah, but look at all this stuff I got. You ain't got the new phone, bro. You ain't got the new fucking watch. Look, this shit's <laughs> pure gold. Pure gold. This is a roller. It doesn't even tick tock. You just wind that bitch up and it just runs. Look at me. 
<laughs> I'm, not, I'm not compensating for anything. Look at me, boys. But I'm not I'm compensating for anything. My, my marriage mom. is fine. Everything <laughs> in my life is fine. My All mom right. didn't hug me enough. I had an uncle that maybe hugged me too much. I'm not sure which, which direction it goes in there. And that's exactly it. And, and what it really boils down to is that I would rather be happy. You can keep your money. I mean, money, money doesn't make me happy. It does allow me to purchase things that help, not help, but so the other day I was talking to somebody and they said um, they were more about experiences, right? Then they're, he and his wife like to travel and go do things. And I'm not a big traveler. I get, I get uncomfortable outside of a certain kind of zone and I don't have as much fun. Like anytime I've gone on any kind of vacation outside of the country or whatever, I'm, I'm uncomfortable for the first few days and it's just, uh, you know, but, and he said, but I'm not as big into the toys and things. And I thought about that and I thought, I'm really not either. I have a motorcycle, but that motorcycle allows me to go experience things. I love traveling all over Colorado and seeing things. And I like getting into places that, um, you know, riding out and seeing things. I would like a Jeep because for the same reason, not because of, right. I want to flex on people and say, look, I paid <laughs> too fucking much for a, a nameplate on a four wheel drive vehicle. Um, it's because that Jeep can take me into places that not everybody gets to see. Right. And that's what I want to do. So my, I have a balance of toys versus, um, uh, experience. I don't buy toys just to say, Oh, look, I have a $50,000 CBO Harley Davidson. Right. Um, I would do that if I was going to travel the country and I wanted the most comfortable, powerful motorcycle that, you know, I feel like I could get, I would go get like a big road glide or something. Um, but the idea of just having it to have it to flex on people <laughs> in that guy, I don't see the point in it. And actually those types of people annoy me a little bit. Same. Like, like you said, Oh good. You have things and stuff, but okay. I know people that are poor as fucking dirt and are some of the happiest, most well-adjusted goddamn people in the world. And I'm, I'm somewhat envious of them. Right. Yeah. Um, I do okay financially. I'm not in a, I'm not wealthy by any goddamn stretch of the imagination. I pay my bills and I save a little money so that, and I save money. I save money in order to compensate to, so that if something bad happens, I can take care of it. Right. Because let's face it, the more money you have, the more comfort you have and the better ability you have to face bad things, right? If your car breaks down and you have some cash money saved up or you have good credit and credit card, you can take care of that. I remember back when I used a lot of bailing wire, duct tape, um, <laughs> you know, it's that zip ties. Cause the idea I used to take spark plugs out and clean them and put them back in because I couldn't afford the 40 bucks or whatever it was to change out the, the six plugs and the plug wire. So I just clean all the fucking contacts and shit. Right. Damn dude. Uh, yeah. Everybody did that shit, dude. I grew up in Alabama fucking Bama before, before you went out and bought new spark plugs. What you did is you pulled the one out that you had, you got a bucket or a steel something or another, uh, or even a Mason jar poured some gas in it. <laughs> Drop that fucking thing down in there and then just let it chew on the carbon for as long as you had, preferably a day, because used, we used to do this shit all the time with lawnmowers and uh, dirt bikes and yeah. stuff like that. And then we'd pull the thing out, go wire brush on it, check the gap on the thing, adjust the gap, screw it back in, fire that shit back up, and then roll on down the road. But not everybody <laughs> did do that, right? That's And that's what I'm learning is that there are folks that have never... I won't even say suffered because 
I have, I have suffered in my life, but not to the same degree that a lot of people have, you know, I was homeless. I lived in a car, um, in the winter and that really changed my, my work ethic. Right. It, it made me realize that if you fuck off and you get pissed off every time somebody rubs you the wrong way and you quit your fucking job in the middle of a shift, that it gets harder and harder to find a fucking job when your resume looks like that and applications look like that. And you, you get to a point where you wind up living in a car in Cincinnati in the middle of fucking winter. Oh, so when you did your uh, spark plug cleaning, it was home repair. It was home repair. Yeah, exactly. I should have. Okay. Now, now it makes like sense. I, I get it now. Taxes. I was reading, I remember I was living in, it was a 40 XP. So it was, you know, styling. And um, I, it was wintertime and I was reading Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning or something like that. It was, it's a pretty good book. I recommend it to people. Actually, a buddy of ours is, is, has been reading it too. Oh, you were reading the ebook? Yes. The, actually, it was the audio book through Amazon in 19... Okay, that's what I thought. You had your Kindle in four. the car. I think yes. it was like 19 years old. Um, and, but prior to reading that, I remembered laying in the, in the hatch one night and it was snowing and this car covered with snow. And I remembered very sincerely wishing that I would die. I hoped that I just died of hypothermia or suffocation in my sleep. And that was a super low point for me. But when I snapped back from it, it made me realize that, um, I was the person that put me there, right? I made the decisions that I made to get there. And all the way up until one of the reasons that I've got the tattoo that I have that says you reap what you sow, <clears throat> which I take shit for sometimes because people know that I'm an agnostic and that's typically known as a, as a religious quote. Um, but the, the fact is, is that it, it is true. And everything in my life, I'll say 99% of everything in my life has been because of my own choices, my own decisions, right? Um, you can blame other fucking people, but at the end of the day, you make the choices that you make, you know? Um, you guys, I don't even want to know. What? what? Sorry, folks. We, uh, we like to chat back and forth in Skype while we're, we're talking and, these two assholes. Well, well, Dan's like, I wished I would die. And then Doug just started laughing the hardest I've ever seen a human being laugh in my life. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? But that's Doug and you get used to it, right? So, yeah, I know it has nothing to do with what was going on. No, absolutely. Because his ADD has him somewhere fucking else. <laughs> Jesus spoke in parables because he couldn't say these two assholes. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. That's the thing. You reap what you sow. And uh, all of the stuff in the Bible was parables because Jesus was trying to make it as simple as he could uh, to talk to the masses because he knows, Hey, these guys are dumbasses, So let's dumb it down for him <laughs> a little bit. He couldn't start out a fucking story with, these two assholes, you know. <laughs> I think that's how I would have started the whole Cain and Abel thing, right? These two assholes. Let me tell you about these two fucking assholes. <laughs> Let me tell you a story about two assholes and a rock. So. You'll never guess what fucking happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be the clickbait version of it. <laughs> two assholes with a rock. You'll never guess what happens next. 
<laughs> Apostles hate him for this one reason. <laughs> I love when people, I love when I read that shit because I'm like, and again, it, it goes back to call like phone call scams and things like that is that it must work because if it doesn't work, people wouldn't spend the time, right. You know, doing it. So when I see those headlines, like, you know, hate them for this one thing, I'm like, who the fuck clicks on that? Like I refuse to click on that shit out of just moral, whatever. <laughs> just, well, I mean, it's the same thing that is everything else in the world that someone's promoting. Um, and my, my, my favorite is when you're sitting there scrolling through and they'll have some, you know, and it's, it, I don't know about everybody else's news feed because I'm sure that stuff is personalized for what you look at. Uh, but you know, every time there's one of those, it's somebody with huge honkers who's remarkably attractive and uh, it'll be like saying 25 photos of blah, blah, blah. And you won't, you won't believe number six or yeah, some bullshit like that. And it's like with just about every other form of advertisement, it's never going to live up to expectations. Never. No, but you clicked on it and that's all. It doesn't even matter what the content is. It right. just matters if they can get you to click it. Well, the sad part is, is I'm trying to find that picture of the girl with the huge honkers up amongst all the other stuff. And no, you never do. Because the if you girl did, is never in there. If you did, you would immediately stop looking at the page. That's yeah. what I love when I go into the comments of a, of a thing and it'll be like, the answer is three. There, saved you fucking 10 minutes, you know? <laughs> and you'll, you'll scroll through. It's kind of like with recipes online where you, you know, you're like, oh, that looks like a good recipe. And the woman's got fucking eight. My minutes. son loves this recipe. It all started when he was born on August 7th, 1983. <laughs> and I brought him home from the hospital and he was a real handful. And his dad said that he would definitely love my macaroni and cheese when he got older. <laughs> so when he turned two years old, we took him to the park. <laughs> we took him to the park. Like, Jesus, just, just give me the fucking recipe. <laughs> what are you getting out of having a story at the beginning of every recipe? I don't get it because you're clicking on it either way. Because like, the longer you're on that page, the more ads you see. Right. If I have to scroll down, that's more real estate that I can put more fucking ads. Just make it. Just, just cheese it up. Make it seventy-two point fucking font for the recipe. And fuck it that's there. not a bad idea, right? So they got to scroll down to see it. That's a that's a fucking idea, man. The weird shit is, like that I've really seen occur over the last two years. Uh, you know, because I love the news, and I have seen the exact opposite thing that happens with the news. Like you'll see a headline and you'll click on the story and the story's fucking three sentences long and everything that you needed to know was in the goddamn headline. <laughs> it's, what in the fucking fuck, dude? But again, like like Adam said, you clicked on it. So it really if you click it, that's an ad click. They get <laughs> right. the money. They don't give a fuck, dude. It depends they don't on give how a fuck. they've got all that set up, right? Some of it is about like you, when you see, especially the interactive ads, where as you scroll down, it kind of starts and it scrolls or it does something. Um, those, you know, it's more impressions. It's all about the impressions. And there have been certain news stories that I've tried to read that were so ad laden that I couldn't even fucking read it. And I just close it. And I've gotten to the point where I've stopped following those, those news sites or whatever, because it's like, look, I get that it's about advertising, but fuck, dude. Find a happy balance between 
presenting me with the information and the ad revenue that you need, right? I nah, hope you get your ad no. revenue, but fuck. <laughs> double glazed. I think you mean double pane. No, it's called double glazed. They put two pieces of glass in the window. Yeah, it's dumb, dude. I hate it. I can literally hear people talking. They're like whispering outside and I can hear their conversation. <laughs> it's fucking annoying. So we were discussing the fact that at one point, and some of you may have heard it, that uh, there was a truck backing up and their backup beeper was heard through Adam's mic while he's basically in his you know, studio. Um, but he can hear anything and, and everything outside of his... Uh, it's fucking annoying. Do you have the same problem, Doug, since you guys are in the same complex? Do you notice that? Yeah. Um, mine's not... I don't think mine's quite as bad as Adam's. I don't hear people talking. But uh, that the garbage trucks that you know, <laughs> seem to come every couple of days... And, you know, it, it makes sleeping in somewhat of a chore because, you know, they go and they pick it up. And especially when they shake the dumpster. Oh, my God. Do-ka, 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 do-ka. <laughs> yeah. They can't just like shake it once or twice. It's like they got to. You're playing with it. Uh, it's it's <laughs> it's fucking crazy. And there's some dude or woman. I don't know if it's a dude. Uh, that is getting something delivered. I don't know if it's like uh, the newspaper or whatever else, but there's somebody that comes through here every night in their pickup truck that they had some exhaust work done on Mm -hmm. and stops right in front of my apartment every night at 1230, like on the dot. Got to love the flow masters, dude. Flow master. My apartment is, is eerily quiet. I'm in the center of my complex. I've got an apartment above me. And then of course connected to both sides. So I'm kind of isolated. Um, I don't hear much as far as, uh, in the apartment. Um, but then, you know, caveat to that is that I had someone break into my garage a few weeks ago, um, caught him on camera. Uh, I leave my garage door cracked open because my, my apartment, um, is kind of a front to back configuration, the front door. And then you'd walk straight down, down a hallway. The rooms are off that hallway and then it goes straight back into a connected garage. So I leave that garage door open and then the front door open or the sliding door open to keep wind going through breeze going through. And one night I forgot to close it. Um, and I got a notification on my phone, a camera in my garage caught some activity didn't think much of it, thought it was like a, a moth or something playing with the camera. I'd check it. And some dude's rolling up in my fucking garage. I was like, neat. Um, th- speaking of slipping through tight crevices. Uh, oh, ho, ho, what a segue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good at that. Doug is dying to talk about this. I, I saw this article the other day and refused to read it. So I should have known that Doug would would catch this. I, I will read the headline and then I will let Doug uh, speak on it since I did not actually read the article. Um, but the headline is water beetles escape death by crawling out of their predators butts study. Yeah, they, they, they found out. Well, see, they were wondering why there were so many of these water beetles around because frogs seem to be eating them all the time. So they dug deeper into it. And they found out that the 
frogs would turn around and eat these uh, water beetles. And the water beetles, who refused to die, uh, pulled uh, Lemmy Winks and started <laughs> uh, doing the journey out the poop hole. Um, so let's see here. Read it, Adam. I, I was going to say, I just saw that about the same time you did, Adam. So please read the first line of this news article in the Daily News, please. Read NY Daily News. All right. Um, First line. Let's see. Let's scroll past that. Okay. Rectum nearly killed him. <laughs> that is one of my favorite lines. Rectum damn near killed him. So, <laughs> I, I got to give the author. I got to give the author props. That's. Oh, do you? Okay. I do because I find that amusing because I'm a fucking child of the moron. It says water beetles eaten by dark spotted frogs escape through the amphibian's digestive tract and use the back door according to a report in current biology. So the interesting part about that is I don't, I don't know a, the, uh, you know, biology of a frog's digestive system. Um, but I have to assume that they don't have the same kind of stomach acid that a primate does. They do. Uh, the, the thing is, is like when these beetles are eaten, they're eaten whole right. and frogs, most frogs, unless it's a really large prey item, they don't chew. They just right. swallow it. Right. So what's happening is the beetle is crawl, you know, gets in the stomach and then starts crawling down, working its way through the digestive system, and then by being back there, uh, you know, the frog winds up shitting them out. I, I, I guess it's a unique sensation having something crawl out of your ass. But for some of us, yeah, yeah, they they uh, also turned around and put like wax or something on the legs to sort of paralyze the beetles, and yeah, they died and came out a day later. Uh, but when the beetle came out alive, it was about you know roughly six hours later, and the theory is that they're not hanging around that long in the stomach. Gotcha. Yeah, they're actually mo using their own mobility to crawl out. I was just That's reading awesome. this. The study published Monday claimed water beetles that successfully escape through the rear exit have to do so quickly as frogs' digestive juices will dissolve prey that sticks around. Japanese researchers found that 90% of the beetles observed were passed within six hours and the bugs were still alive when they emerged from the excrement of the frogs that ate them. That's, uh, well, so it just goes to show that no matter how deep in the shit you are, you can just buck up and pull yourself out. Shawshank Redemption, boy. <laughs> <laughs> the Shawshank Beetle. Yeah, that's what we should call that beetle, the Shawshank Beetle. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Now some of you are going to have to go fucking Google Shawshank because you're 12 and don't know what that is. Um, or is that, you know, we, we give Adam a hard time about things that happened before his you know, year of birth or how do you know anything about Shawshank Redemption? It's like, you, you know, that you know, just because I was born after that, it, it still exists. I can still it's go preserved find it. forever on something called fucking film. <laughs> I can watch it later. I never read the book. I never, um, I, I hate when people, I hate, I hate the phrase. I fucking hate the phrase. Oh, the book was so much better. Well, no shit, Sherlock. It was a 400-page fucking novel that took you three days to read versus a two-hour goddamn movie that they had to, you know. And, and in the, but, in the all books that they stuff, they boil it down to a 100-page script. 
there's right. a lot of shit they got to cut out. Well, in, in books, you know, it'll say, oh, Adam realized that the things and the stuff and that he thought this and he thought that. And you, you don't. And on screen, that. I'm just like this. <laughs> exactly. It's it's dumb to ever say the book was better than the movie. That is a that is always going to be the case. It, you might as well come out and be like, "Hey, water's wet," and no shit. Oh, oh, what? What? I I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. It's simply uh... <laughs> fuck off. Go get yourself some dehydrated water, asshole. Um, I I, just, I think it's pompous, right? I think I think it's oh look, you read. Congratulations. You know, um, I mean, albeit I haven't read a book and I can't tell you how fucking long my, my ADD in my 30s went goddamn nuts and I just can't even sit and read. But in my teenage years, especially, I was a, a voracious reader. I read a lot. And um, I read uh, Orson Scott Card's Ender's Game. Fucking phenomenal book, right? And when I found out they were making a movie, I did get excited. I, I wanted to see where they went with it. I also knew they'd never make sequels because if you read any of the other books, you know that it becomes kind of fucking eerily violent. But I watched the movie. It was okay. It was cool. It was fun watching the characters and the scenery come to life. But I didn't run around. I didn't run around saying, oh, the book was much better. I just assumed that everybody fucking knew that, right? Nah, man. Nah, nah. It's, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> Valid argument. Good argument. <laughs> Fucking lootly. No, um, man, nah, nah. The movie was a movie. The movie was totally a movie, and therefore yeah. it was better. Yes, because I didn't have to read it. <laughs> because I didn't have to invest the time and energy into reading. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I personally cannot vouch for any, any book-based movie that I've seen where I've read the book and seen the movie that I've said, oh, the movie was better, Right. Just now, I mean, I can't say that about much of anything. The originals are almost always better. Um, did any of you guys ever play Witcher, the Witcher series? Like Witcher 3, I think, is the one that everybody really rants and raves about. I've actually thought about no, that. you nerd. I did not play Witcher. <laughs> Don't you even start. I was too busy playing real games like Call of Duty. Uh, I was going to say, let's go through your fucking Steam library. But I absolutely loved the Netflix Witcher series, right? Yeah, I don't. Very few people dislike it, and again, even people who like the game. But anytime, I know a lot of people hated Hitman, right? Because it, it I guess, deviated from the. Oh, if you want to see a movie that absolutely a video game based movie that absolutely deviates to the point of what the fuck, um, Assassin's Creed, right? <laughs> and it's like what? It was an entertaining movie, but I like sci fi, and I. I can tolerate a lot of bullshit when it comes to sci-fi movies. Um, I never played the Assassin's Creed franchise, but I know I have a lot of buddies that did. And so I'm pretty familiar with the game. And did you play it now? You played the Assassin's Creed? And have you seen the movie? Yes. And you kind of a, what the fuck? Like, where are they going with this? What is the, what was the, what was the point of doing it that way? Kind of thing. Like, uh, I did not feel that way at all. Uh, because I am one of the rare individuals, uh, that I realize that when somebody's going to make a story, they've kind of got somewhere they want to go with it to begin with. And they're only using the original stuff is source material, so it does not irk my nerd rage. 
I, I, and that's kind of what I was thinking. I was going to say that I, like you, I have, I have read where stories like that story for that movie existed and they would have done something very similar to it and called it something else. But then at some point someone gets the bright idea of mashing the two franchises together to make money. And it's, that's just, it, it's, it's funny to me when people get so upset over the way that Hollywood works in that sense um, and not all the raging pedophilia, but they get upset over the, the idea that, you know, with, with um, IP or intellectual property and all that guys, Hollywood's there to make money. And um, I was just watching something the other day. Uh, they were talking about the world of Warcraft movie, which I actually liked. I didn't think it was as fucking terrible as everybody thought it was. Again, I played world of Warcraft. I played the original Warcraft, the real time strategy, which is how I got into Starcraft. Um, and it's, it's all nerd rage. That's it, all it, it is. It, it was a decent movie, but the funny thing was, is that movie was made for the Chinese audience. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. There are a lot of sci-fi movies, anything with any sort of Gundam style, um, you know, giant robots and stuff like that. It's not made for an American audience. I was reading that yeah. basically China. Like the Transformer them, movies. Right. The reason they, they did they so did well, shit over here because they kept making them and they kept eating them in China and they just kept making more and more and more and more. They let something, China lets something like 25 outside movies in a year. And then of course they're screened and, and determined if they can be released. And so what some of these studios are doing, especially like with the Transformers franchise, because as they went, they stopped even like making sense. Well, to an American audience, they didn't make sense. But to the Chinese audience, it would have fallen more into like their cup of tea kind of thing. And, you know, people can say, well, well these are American studios. Why are they making movies for the Chinese? Because there's like a billion of them and they pay money. China's given them a ton of money. That's why. <laughs> exactly. Again, we are exporting fucking movies. We export pork and we export fucking movies, right? There are more Chinese people, so they have more buying power in China. <laughs> That's how right. that works. Welcome to the global economy. So it's just funny when I see people get all, all pissed off at you know that, that concept. Again, they get they nerd rage at that, but you know, raging pedophilia. Who was it? Corey, was it Feldman? Yes. Yeah, it was Feldman. Who <clears throat> said he would expose all the pedophiles if he gave him like a million dollars or something? Well, and he unfortunately he lost his fucking mind at some point, but you know he had been he had been preaching it for years, and everyone unfortunately because of his kind of weird behavior on top of it. Well, again, if you grew up in fucking Hollywood like you did as a child and you were molested and you saw the pedophilia and you saw how fucked up things were in the world, it yeah. probably would leave you acting a little unusual. Like and, every fucking child star ever? Yeah. <laughs> right? There's a very few of them come out unscathed. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, speaking of child stars, it reminded me of Alyssa Milano, who as a kid... A, teenager i had a huge fucking crush on right and as sam she was hot and as sam on who's the boss so same age she, she was hot has lost her fucking mind apparently i just reading she did have covid or was tested positive for covid or whatever but she's she's gone liberal to the point that it's she's kind of like getting lost her mind shut down the country and give and print more money i think was one of her tweets and i'm like print more oh jesus okay Again, people who don't understand how money truly works, but whatever. She's also upset 
that a podcast that she started not long ago, she is upset that Joe Rogan has bigger numbers than her. Well, life's a Fucking bit. Joe Rogan, dude. Exactly. <laughs> it's fucking Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan has been podcasting since podcast worth thing. Yes, he that was like true. one of the first ones. That is true. I'm not a I'm not a Joe Rogan fan. Um, I am. I think the guy's I'm, brilliant. I'm a Joe uh, Rogan fan. See, get out of here, Dan. You've been voted uh, off the fucking Rogan. island. We'll see. Get out of here. You are the weakest fucking league. Part and he's not. Um, but I will give him. Have problems. you heard his comedy? Yeah, it's better than his podcast. I don't yeah. know comedy. So. I don't, I'm not a fan, and but I will say this. I don't have to be a fan of yours necessarily to respect what you've done. I'm the same way with music. There are artists out there that um, I'm not a fan of, but it's like with Nickelback. I like their first couple of albums. I know it's fun to hate on Nickelback, right? Because it's this Why? I don't, I don't understand. It was like one year everyone decided to hate Nickelback. Nickelback like they right? never liked them. But let they, let, let me illuminate you, uh, Mr. Lester. Okay. Here is the reason why Nickelback got such hate. When Nickelback got on the radio, uh, it it was almost like they're, you know, I don't know if they were part of that pay-for-play scandal on radio that, that came out, but I swear to God, when Nickelback first came out, I was like, oh, I like this. This is pretty cool. And then they played it so much on the fucking radio that it seemed like every 12th song was something Nickelback. So it literally wore them out at an accelerated rate. Go ahead. Respond. That's not unique to Nickelback. You you said conspiracy, and I don't don't really think it's a conspiracy. Pay-to-play is just the model. It it Uh, is. Well, there... Like, even people in Canada, where Nickelback is from, are sick of Nickelback. And let me tell you why. Well, I don't understand why it's only Nickelback. Every rap artist mm-hmm. that comes out does the same shit. Every pop artist that comes out does the same shit. You hear their hit single for six fucking months on the radio. And then you Canada, hear it and go, this was a good song. Canada has a little-known law about what gets played on the radio. Yeah, they can play stuff from... America, Europe, the whole nine yards, play whatever the fuck you want. But a certain percentage of the songs that they play on Canadian radio have to be from Canada. And that narrows down the options a little bit. And people <laughs> in fucking Canada fucking hate Nickelback like Rush for the same Nickelback. fucking reason. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, that, I, I get was- it. I get it. But it seems like. Every single artist does that. It's done to everybody when they release a new single and everyone just hates Nickelback for it. Do you remember the uh, song? D- d- that's where I've got to patently disagree with you. In, a, in an era where we've got Saliva and Seether and a lot of these other great bands. Saliva that were, not a great band. I do, I, think, I do like Seether and I know a lot of people. But you know what's funny is a lot of people hate on fucking Seether too absolutely fucking hate them. And I have to assume maybe that, you know, in the same, maybe that nineties kind of pop rock era just had a problem with that. Maybe I don't know, because I know a lot of people that just fucking hate Seether and I'm like, dude, they were a good band and they've got some great songs, but you got to get past their radio 
stuff, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of torn on that. I, I don't know if I agree or disagree that it's just oversaturation because I also agree with Adam that it really is kind of the model. A song, you guys remember the song Crazy by Gnarls Barkley? No, I never heard it. Yeah. No, not true that you didn't hear it because it would have been in like 06 and you'd have been like 12. So And it was played everywhere all the time until everyone hated it. We and did then it, they stopped right? Playing and that's it what the funny thing is. Did, is did the, the song day, make you crazy, Adam? <laughs> I think there were a couple contributing factors. Did they do a version on the last season of Umbrella Academy? I think I heard like a um, not an acoustic version, but it was a more laid back female uh, version on Umbrella Academy season two, and it reminded me of the song. I was like, "Fuck, I love that song!" And I went back and I listened to it, and then I was looking it up because I was trying to find out a little more about Gnarls Barkley. I didn't realize it was a group of of guys. Um, it kind of led me to Danger Mouse um, and some of the stuff he's done. He's one of those guys that everything he touches is just... He did this awesome. bootleg album called The Grey Album, which could never get cleared because it was a bunch of Beatles samples from the White Album oh, okay. and acapellas right. from Jay-Z's Black Album. Gotcha. Dude, it was so fucking right. good. That's I've, I've looked up some of his stuff and some stuff, uh, Broken Bells and some other groups that he's with, but it was just, you know, that was kind of interesting. I, I thought Gnarls Barkley was just an individual that had done the song. But anyway, I got to looking at the song and found some stuff like on Reddit and shit and right. And people were just going on and on about how much they fucking hated that song because it was just beat to death. And it started making me remember, wow, yeah, they really did oversaturate with that. But right. There was no hate on Gnarls Barkley for it. Right. You didn't. Of course, then again, that was a short lived, um, short lived kind of thing. Um, right. I think, uh, Chad Kruger, the the lead singer i think some of his antics and some of the bullshit with him and like avril lavigne i think people just get sick of the drama and the the just the overarching again oversaturation in all the media right but it's it is kind of funny dark horse nickelback's album dark horse was also a pretty good chunky album that i like um i don't get into the nickelback hate i'm sure i've made some jokes along the way but um, i don't hate any band for being successful or uh, selling out. There's a tool lyric uh, from one of their songs. He says, dumb fuck, I sold out long before you ever even heard my name. And as somebody who was in the music scene for, I don't know, maybe 20 years, give us or take if, um, you do. You're going to sell out. I, I, We sold out for the very meager amount of success we had. And by meager amount of success, I mean, we headlined in Columbus, Ohio a lot, right? But we had to we talk about pay to play. Right, buy our tickets. We would buy a hundred tickets for the venue at five bucks a piece. Right, so we would hand the business owner five hundred dollars. He'd hand us a hundred tickets, and then we would resell those tickets. It was very much like free market, you know, fucking bulk sales. And then we would sell those tickets, or we could give them away. There were bands early on, and I think we did it at one time or two, where we didn't have enough of a following to sell these tickets even at cost. So we would literally just give them the fuck away. Right. And just to get people in. So we ate five hundred dollars. Some people frowned on that. Fuck you. It's my money. I'll do what I want with it. But then you'd have bands that um, would hit you up and say, hey, man, we sold all of our tickets. We need 50 more tickets. Do you have any? And you would sell your tickets to the other band. (laughs) And but but you at least recouped some of your money back by selling to the bands. And we had done that. Right. Once we got a little bigger and we were headlining and selling out small clubs 
we would do that. We'd hit other bands up and say, hey, do you have any tickets left for the thing? Now, what we did, because it was just a little bit easier, is like if the two of you wanted to go see the show and we were out of tickets, we'd say, hey, go hit up the guys in such and such. They've got tickets left, right? And then we were stupid because we believed in the brotherhood of music. We believed that musicians should stick together and that we should all be a big family and that we should help each other. And yeah, exactly. That, that fucked us in, in certain situations. Um, yeah. I don't trust anybody. All our dealings were fucking great. I can think of a band that we fucked over one night. Um, we told him we'd play a show and then a better show fucking came up at a much bigger venue. And we were like, yeah, remember that show we <laughs> fuck you. And, uh, yeah, that was a dick move, right? But <laughs> it was it was when it was kind of in the beginning, and we were hungry, and we made bad decisions. But there's a um, the brotherhood of music is something that I grew up with reading about in Metal Edge magazine and thinking existed, and nowadays it just simply doesn't. There is no real brotherhood of music. It's kind of an everybody uh, made for themselves kind of thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh yeah, Beirut. What the fuck, man? Yeah, speaking of things that have nothing to do with music. What? You, uh, what uh, <laughs> hold on. No, there's an ad, and it's there. We go. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I opened your link, and there was this ad playing. It's like do 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 we do 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 we do. Like, what, what what did Adam do? What is he playing? What's going on? <laughs> I, thought you had new, I thought you had new panel music. Like I was used to the intro and the crickets, but <laughs> I tell you what, before we hit that one, yeah, let's do TikTok first. TikTok is interesting, man. I have clash on this one. I'm very pro banning the fuck out of this. And that's uh, where we're gonna fight. <laughs> because I don't think the and everyone's gonna say, well, India did it. Well, fuck India. I don't believe it should be banned. I think there should be some education and some, it just, they, it, people it, have been educated. It's it, been coming out for months that it's a piece of fucking malware and no one will uninstall it. So this is where really we are. It feels like Trump is doing this to force the sale of it to a competitor that he is backing. Cause he even said that if Microsoft buys it, he's not gonna, he's not gonna uh, do anything, but he wants it us owned. He says, if it wrong was reasons, owned, wrong reasons for doing it, but I agree with the ban. Uh, yeah. Um, here, here's, here's where I'm going with it. Uh, we banned Huawei. We can it, ban TikTok. Well, the angle that I'm coming at it from is, do you remember the, I think it was Equifax that got hacked yep. not long ago? I still have fucking credit protection from that. So, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, that the, the, all the evidence points to that being Chinese state-sponsored. Sure. Uh, and that to anybody that they're that cyber warfare is the new, you know, form of aggression. Right. So, for whatever reason, as opposed to the standard stuff uh, that China's been doing, industrial espionage uh, being the leading one, intellectual property theft, the whole nine. Um, and everybody kind of expects that. Yeah, we, we can sort of accept the fact that, yeah, they'd like to push their technology further along into an area where it can compete with things that we do and come out uh, better in the world marketplace. But the thing that was disturbing about the Equifax hack was that that was a lot of people's personal information. 
that was in the United States. And the concern is, and especially as it relates to apps, is that they want to gather more information on the general American populace. Yeah. Uh, And there's been all sorts of speculation about that uh, as it relates to things like blackmail and what have you to try to flip Americans and turn them into assets or whatever. What the herd is doing. If you can just watch the herd and how they migrate, you know where to hunt. You know. Right, uh, and and it's it's along with that. So, and you know, and I, I'll tell you, you know, it's like you know, I think Trump's a fucking idiot, but he has fucked up and got a few things right. Um, so this one, I'll give him credit for. I'm actually kind of surprised that Apple. Um, I don't, I don't have an Android and I don't keep up with Android stuff, but Apple tends to be pretty particular about what they will allow in their store. I will give them credit. Yeah. For that. That's kind of strange. They haven't banned TikTok. From they the app haven't store. forced. Right. And that personally is where I would like to see it done. I'm not saying, cause Adam and I did have a conversation and he did explain some things to me about the permissions that it asks for and such. That it really doesn't need to. And I think I just saw an article about a week or so ago that with iOS 14 that's coming out, it will show you when something it, it displays when something is using your mic or your phone or whatever. And again, I give Apple a lot of credit, at least on the surface to the consumer. They offer a lot of protection. They offer a lot of security. It's been something that Jobs was big about for a long, long time. Um I'm not preaching Apple. I'm sure they've got some nefarious shit going on. God knows they're collecting your data. But it showed where even when TikTok wasn't running that there was this little banner that said, you know, TikTok's using your mic or whatever. And some of the stuff that Adam explained to me, it does seem odd that it would need those permissions. Like I understand when an app needs certain permissions. I have a weather app that wants to be running in the background all the time because it, it pushes real-time weather updates and I allow it because I, I am letting you have my geolocation data in order for the benefit of knowing what the fucking weather is going to be. Um, but there were some permissions on there that I thought, okay, yeah, that is kind of odd. Why does it need <laughs> that? And that's what I would like to see. I want a little bit of corporate responsibility. I don't want my government stepping in and saying that we're going to ban this app. What I want to see is for Apple and Google who, of course, are the two major um, operating system manufacturers for phones nowadays, to say, whoa, wait a minute. Okay, why does your app explain to me why your app needs permissions here, here, and here? They've done it before to other apps, which is strange to me while they haven't done it to TikTok yet. And that's where my kind of where that comes from is I have heard of apps getting pulled and not approved. I've got buddies that build some iOS apps and have had things not go through because of an oops. They, They coded something wrong and it didn't play nice and they were like no that you know this is this is way way too intrusive so why does tiktok need to run in the background it doesn't it's a video app it's and god knows i've enjoyed plenty of tiktok videos right um i'm sure there are some developers right now absolutely killing themselves to create a tiktok alternative but there well was. we had one it was called vine and then when yes, vine we went the down best <laughs> tiktok went up Right. And actually Vine, or I'm sorry, TikTok was known as something else at one time. Musically. Musically. Yeah. Which then was when we banned Huawei, 
they rebranded it to TikTok and spent billions of dollars fucking advertising it all over everyone's Facebook and Twitter feeds. So did it go musically than Huawei or? Oh, so no. Huawei was a hardware manufacturer. Oh, China had China yeah. made super cheap hardware. Sorry, they made yeah. phones that talked back to China with all your data. Right. They made routers, switches, all kinds right. of stuff that the FBI and DOD bought. Yeah. And installed it into their network. Yeah. yeah. Oops. I didn't know that's how and, it was pronounced. I always said it like yeah, Huawei or something like that. Huawei. Huawei. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they found uh, hardware level components that report back to China. Oh, even in Cisco. Uh, I've, I've yeah, heard of like little goofy things that they've installed on motherboards, yeah. something that cost them, yeah, like a buck and a half to put this thing on the fucking motherboard. They just have to have somebody there. That's been the big thing, even though uh, Taiwan is a really trusted partner, uh, but Taiwan has TSMC and TSMC makes chips for just about everybody. Uh, and the United States has, uh, you know, and the Department of Defense have been pushing for years to get TSMC to stand up a factory somewhere in the United States. That way they can make sure that there are no Chinese actors uh, installing components at, at a hardware level, uh, which is extremely hard to combat. Uh, well, or, and it's, it, to me, that's very difficult to even comprehend, right? Is that you're, you're going to have this company that does. And another thing that a lot of people don't understand is that a lot of your components are made by one or two. There are actually only two companies in the, in, in, in the United States. There's only two companies in the world that create capacitors, um, there's a fun story where back in the nineties or some, I, I don't remember the exact timeline where one company, a knew that company B was spying on them. So they fucked with their, um, their documentation just enough and company B got it and was like, haha, we have your, you know, we know your recipe for capacitors made billions of them and then discovered that they were fucked <laughs> because company A <laughs> fucked them. And so that's where you, you had, especially in the early 2000s till about like 2005, 2006, where a lot of electronics were losing any of their durability because these capacitors would just swell and pop. And that's what they were kind of designed to do. Got them. Right. Got one, exactly. And, it, and it was it, so widespread that manufacturers got to the point where it was easier to just swap this shit out because even if you went and bought new capacitors, chances are you were going to get another one of those manufactured capacitors. The point being is that of all the electronics in the world from all the companies and all the manufacturers, your capacitors came from two companies. And like you're saying, right, you've got this one manufacturer that does chips for fucking everybody. But what, what I find interesting is that you could corrupt that one company enough to put that shit in. And you say any Chinese actors, um, you, it, it, again, money talks, I get that, but it's just, it's fascinating to me that you could, um, basically infect a company with that and potentially ruin, you know, you come to me as China and you say, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of money. And I go, yeah, but if you fuck me on this and people find out that I did this, I'm done. Oh, they're blackmailing them, dude. They're for sure blackmailing them. And that could be too, right? Like you find out some, one of their upper executives likes to fuck children and, you know, get them on tape, which is in my opinion, back to the Epstein thing, 
really what the whole point of all of that was. It wasn't about feeding pedophilia as much as it was the blackmail of it. Because what's the one thing that keeps coming out? Pictures. Fucking pictures. And if you're out diddling fucking 15-year-old girls, why are you going to let someone take a picture of you standing there, Prince fucking Edward or whatever his name was, with these fucking... Andrew. Andrew, thank you. There's uh, there's pictures of it. And I'm thinking, why, why would you do that? <laughs> why would you let people know that that's what you're doing? But I think it really boils down to the power of if I had a, a hard drive full of pictures of famous high-ranking people potentially diddling children, then I have some blackmail material. So you you're probably getting right. that money. You'd be getting them payments. So that you could buy the toys and then flex on people. We have, we have unraveled the fucking mystery here, gentlemen. It's, yes. uh, you know, but yeah, I, like I said, the whole TikTok thing, I'm, I'm frustrated because I, again, I'm small government and I don't like to see our government ban things. I especially don't trust Trump when he bans things. Cause I think there's ulterior motives. Maybe I'm just getting into a point where I fucking hate on everything he does. Even if it like, is a little bit strange that he wants to take like one of the most popular apps and basically steal it and give it to Microsoft. So it was kind of weird. It, I, you know, it, I find it odd. Um, but we'll, we'll see, we'll see something else come out. It's not, the thing about TikTok is it's not a, like when we said Vine, Vine was around for a long time. It's not a unique app and it wouldn't even be a difficult app. I, I know buddy right now that could write that app in a couple of days. It's video, it's some cloud hosting, you know, maybe throw some ads on it or charge 99 cents for the motherfucker. Um, it's not a complicated app to build. Uh, you wonder why one particular app, but then I think Adam pointed it out was marketing, right? If every, I mean, I've downloaded some apps because I kept fucking seeing them everywhere. And sometimes it's just about <laughs> what the fuck is this? You know, and I play with it and I go, this is dumb. <laughs> so, um, there's, and like you said, you know, we ban Huawei and they find another way in. Right. Dude, they did the exact same thing with Valorant, dude. They made this game. It sucks. And then they paid a bunch of like top level streamers to play it and advertise for them. And when you install the anti cheat for the game, it fucking has ring zero access to your fucking machine. Hardware level fucking access higher than any user on the fucking computer has See, to your entire who, machine. As someone who is a gamer, I just. Went way over budget on my new gaming machine. <laughs> Do I sound better now that I'm on a fucking super expensive machine? Probably. Oh yeah, I sound so much better. You can hear the 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 coins falling. I can out hear the dollars. Yes. <laughs> um, there's, I, I I love gaming. I I support anti cheat because there's nothing worse than a, a fucking game that I like being molested by goddamn cheaters to the point you can't play it anymore. Um, but. Yeah, I'm looking at you, uh, CSGO. Um, but I'm not going to give an anti-cheat that deep of permissions. I, I can argue and say I understand why they're doing it. It's so that you can't run anything and anywhere at any point to cheat. I would say that too if it wasn't owned by a Chinese company. Yeah, and they've, again, we go back to reputation, right? Um if you've got a reputation of that's your shtick now, um, I'm a big fan of surveillance cams around my apartment. I, I kind of got started in it just for silliness. It was just fun and um, they're getting cheaper. And there's a company called Wise, W-Y-Z-E. Um, I have a lot of their cameras because they're about 20 bucks a piece. They, they get a little wonky, 
right? And they irritate me sometimes. The but the um, some of the more popular um, alternatives are just too damn expensive. There's a uh, but tell I, us about some of the features. Dan. Some of the features of Wisecam. Um, well, let's see. They like to freeze up for no reason. Um, they don't work with their bridge system that controls their uh, door sensors and whatnot, and their their uh, um, support center basically just kept telling me to reboot it and shit. They didn't know you're that. not you're you're not reading the copy that you were provided. <laughs> you were provided. <laughs> well, there goes those uh, there goes those blackmail photos of me out into the internet. But the reason I bring up Wise um, is that there. Bye bye, Jerry Falwell. There was some. Uh, Sorry. There was some Reddit <laughs> some stuff where people were claiming that when they did um, trace routes and things, that they were going back to Chinese servers, right? And the company that the company is owned by. I think there's one kid who appears to be Chinese, and I, I don't know. Again, could be fucking white as the day is long. Just look at logic, for God's sakes. Um, but he uh, don't facepalm me. Um, this isn't a time to bash on logic. All right. They uh, they they claim that all of their stuff is stored in the states. I think it's all ran off of Amazon's um, uh, shit. What is their big back office? AWS. AWS. Thank you. Um, and again. China. Like I said, if China wants to watch my fucking garage and, you know, people walking up to my front door, more power to you. Uh, it's, I don't keep cameras on the inside um, for that very reason. It's all for outside. And if, but at the same time, I can't say that the company is in cahoots with China just because some of their shit seems to have gone to servers in China. Because again, all of that could be, you know, outside influence. Huh? I mean, Honestly, look at AWS. Look at the power that AWS has. You know, they can decide if a company succeeds or not. The FBI um, uses AWS. Do they really? That's yeah. strange to me. I feel like with all the money my taxes pay that they could create their own fucking web service. It wouldn't be as secure. It's the fucking government. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but again, good old Jeff Bezos. Um, hate on him if you want, but... They said that... When you asked your Alexa if it was connected to the CIA or something, the reason that it shut off was because it then attempted to access like actual like CIA, AWS nodes and stuff. And so it just cut off because you weren't authorized. Alexa, are you connected to the CIA? They patched it. She says no now. Did you hear? What'd she say? Alexa. Are you connected to the CIA? No, I work for Amazon. <laughs> she says, uh-huh. no, I work for Amazon. <laughs> okay. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's more sketchy than just cutting off. <laughs> no, I am not a police officer. Right. I'm sorry. I was ready for it to say, I can't do that, Dan. <laughs> all the, like, doors just suddenly lock. <laughs> like, mm, okay. Um, I like my Alexa. She gets on my fucking nerves from time to time, but uh, I think it's fun and I like the music and uh, some of the other neat shit she can do. I've actually gotten into home automation here lately. With an apartment, it's a little bit different because like I've seen the stuff. Disney movie uh, Smart House, so I know how that ends. Smart House. I've never. I didn't even know it existed. So it's terrible. It, it was it's, direct. To, yeah, it was TV only. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. 
Yeah, I mean, there's um, there's arguments to it. Um, I I don't know. I like playing with it. And oh yeah, trying to, I do like playing with it actually. Yeah. So okay, I'm single. I can do what yeah. I want with my. Uh, along that line, I refuse to get one because I've got enough stuff listening to me jerk off now. I don't need any more devices knowing the frequency, length, the whole nine yards. I'm just saying. I get that. I get that. I don't care. I might start telling her to record it just to, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean on Rule 34 for my next uh, website. Just so. don't send me the goddamn audio file. That's all I ask. <laughs> yeah. Be, you send me that audio file, we're going to have some conversations. They're not going to be pleasant. That would be an uncomfortable two and a half minutes for you, sir. <laughs> for the record, that kind of turned me on, Adam. I just I want you to know that. But, uh, yeah, yeah. What is this file Dan sent me? And then why did he text me? Don't look at that. Don't look at that. I accidentally sent that to you. I had a buddy years ago that we used to send each other kind of kind of a rickroll kind of thing where we would send each other the most fucked up porn we could find. And uh, he sent me one of uh, it's there's a, apparently a fetish out there for guys who like having sex with women when they're on their period. And of course, because porn has to take everything so much further, you know, they play with the blood and all this shit. Yeah, it looks like the shining. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, okay, no, that doesn't do anything for me, but I'm, I'm, I'm very sexually open, liberated, whatever you want to call it. I don't give a fuck what you do to get your jollies. I just don't, you know, again, as long as you're not hurting anyone, touching children, you know, beyond that, I don't give a fuck. Right. But I found this picture of there's this um, mental issue. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's where people will harm their own genitalia. And oh, yeah, Pain Olympics. What is it? There was a video called the Pain Olympics where yeah. this dude chopped his dick off. Well, this, this one, the guy um, filleted his penis from the head down to the base, right in the middle, kind of looked like a hot dog head popped in the... Um, Microwave. Uh, microwave. And you could see where he just missed his uh, urethra. And it's it's in one side, you know. And it's there. They're on an operating table because he, he basically just fucking did this and cut it right down the middle. And um, it's he's in the hospital or whatever. And it's on the blue paper and everything. And I sent it to my buddy and I didn't get a response. About an hour later, he called me and he said, all right, dude, we're fucking done. We're done. <laughs> you win. This is this is all you. I can see yeah. it. Fuck you if you ever send me something like that. Me and my buddy used to do the same shit, dude. (laughs) And I got to admit, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, God. Oh, (laughs) oh, that's horrible. That's going to leave me with nightmares. I got to send this to Ryan immediately, (laughs) you know. Um, And that's another one of those things where, like, I can't imagine cutting into my cock and just keep on going. Like, It'd be all right. I mean, once you're in. (laughs) Once you're in, what the fuck? Just... Come in or go home, pussy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Fuck uh, all that. And on that note, filleting penises is all I got for the day. Penis fillet. Penis fillet. Fillet o penis. <laughs>